You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, May 23rd, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Steve Hellwagon. Let's get right into it. So how great was the dust-up between Jimbo and Saban last week? Didn't didn't you just love that? That was hilarious. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of thoughts about that, but I'll keep it pretty simple. Uh, What you had here was a couple of multimillionaires upset because some they think somebody is getting over on them and breaking a rule or whatever. And, you know, I don't want to say that Nick Saban has cheated uh, to win his five national championships or whatever it is at Alabama and the one at LSU, whatever the number is. I lose track on him. He seems to have one about every 18 months, whether he needs to or not. But uh, at any rate, congratulations to him. He's, he is the uh, greatest living and uh you know he's a god like jimbo called him right jimbo called him a god he walks on water greatest he's the mike krzyzewski of college football obviously and uh, the greatest living coach of college football and the greatest coach in the modern era of college football all those things nobody can even think about touching him so when he says something it does command some respect um i just think that it's totally misguided And, and i think that for Jimbo to then get his nose out of whack when everybody knows a third party or somebody put inducements on the table to get half of that class to go to Godforsaken College Station, Texas, to play for a team that hasn't won, excuse my French, shit in uh, what a decade. I mean, in my lifetime, they were, I guess the Johnny Manziel year they were good, but. Still yeah, didn't win I mean, at all. that was a decade ago, Dave. That yeah, was, and they didn't. Win. It's not like they won the title that year. No. So you know, everybody knows the score here, and I think we need to cut to the chase, which is this name, image, and likeness is great, but you can't use it as an inducement to recruit a kid to go to a school. That's not what it's intended for. It's intended for college athletes to take advantage of it, not for high school kids to get paid to select the school. Uh, you know, one way or the other, which is obviously what's happened in this text. I mean, everybody knows it. And, you know, Jimbo living in some delusional world, we didn't break no rules. He is, he's about a one dimensional cartoon character. And what's he ever won? You know, I guess what, did he win one national title? He did win a title with Janice, but yeah. Yeah. Good for him. But, you know, he hadn't done anything since then. So I don't know. I, I, Dave, I, it, it, it's, it's, they're arguing for the sake of arguing to make the other guy look bad, but nobody wants to address the elephant in the room, which is inducements were paid to people to go to colleges, and uh, that's not what the intent of the rule was. So let's get into that. That's the next topic. So obviously Saban is mad that he's losing recruits that he thinks he would normally land. In fact, he, I've said this 
time and time again, people are like, well, how would Saban even know, uh, you know, what Jimbo's doing? How would he know that those kids, you know, were getting NIL deals? I guarantee you I know how he knows because those kids were coming to him and their parents. I've said this on the show last week as well. I'm repeating myself, but I think it bears repeating. So I think there was a lot of truth of what Saban was saying because he knows these kids were coming to him and saying, I want to go to Alabama, but can you match the offer that I'm getting from Texas A&M? I mean, that exists. So he knows. So here's my thing for you. It was hilarious. That was the best part, obviously. But let's get down to the nuts and bolts of it. You touched on this. So Saban's basically crying that he's losing recruits after he's had a, a notable advantage since he's been at Alabama. That's hilarious in itself as well. Um, Jimbo, though, went scorched earth. And as you said, I mean, saying things like, oh, we didn't break any, any state laws. No one said you broke any state laws, you fool. Like, that's a straw man argument. Um, my question for you, who's more in the wrong here? Saban for crying or Jimbo for acting the way he did? Well, if Jimbo has any kind of integrity, it's Jimbo because he put his head in the sand and allowed it all to happen, and he's benefiting from it. And the least thing he could do is come out and say, y'all know, you know, these, these are 18-year-old kids. We ought to be able to give them whatever we want. 17-year-old kids and their families. Yeah, I mean, that's that may be the, the approach he should be taking is that, you know, it's fair game. You know, that might be – if he at least came out and said that, you wouldn't think – the guy's a robber and a crook, but you know, for him to just, you know, play this, you know, holier than I know things about Saban too, you know, this whole card, it's like, no, bro, no, no, no. And here's the other thing. I said this about Thad Mata. He wanted to piss and moan that, Oh, I, I got out recruited by people who paid players or whatever. Name names, drop a dime, show your evidence, you know, or, or, you know, don't come to me complaining about it you know work harder you know i mean it, what 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 can i do and you know chris holman's in the same boat the nigel pack kid left kansas state and got a better deal to go to miami holman's probably standing there holding the bag you know in his left ear someone said yeah we've offered him six figures but it wasn't enough and you know if he wants to tell that story one day then then perhaps he should but uh you know, that's a different animal. However, that kid was already a college athlete, whereas, you know, these kids going to Texas A&M are, are high school athletes coming to college. But that's not what this was intended for. So I don't know. They got this whole NCAA thing. I mean, yeah, the guy who's leaving, the president. Uh, uh, Mark Emmert. What's his name? Mark Emmert. Yeah, Mark Emmert, worthless guy who's worth yeah. like $50 million after this great run all of it on the back of the NCAA men's basketball tournament uh, fees. Um, they need somebody who is empowered to make rules and enforce rules and have them be sensible. And I think that's all anybody in this system really wants is let's, what is the system? How, what are the rules that we're all playing by? And right now nobody knows because the NCAA punted on all these important issues and said, let's let the states decide for the colleges what the laws ought to be. And that's what each individual jurisdiction will go by a different law. Well, you know, when you've got an association of schools in 50 states, it doesn't work like that. So, uh, you know, federal involvement probably don't need that. But what you need is a blue ribbon committee of uh, athletic directors, coaches, presidents to sit down, conference commissioners sit down and hammer this thing out. And there is no leadership. Krzyzewski for years has said there's no leadership in college athletics. 
to get any of this stuff accomplished. And so that's why Kansas can win a national championship in basketball because it's the Wild West. I made that comment to a sitting college basketball assistant coach. I go, some industry you got there, bro. He goes, tell me about it. Right. I mean, you had guys like on wiretap, federal wiretap, admitting to buying players. And then you had the Southern District of New York coming out and saying, oh, reckoning day has come for these NCAA basketball coaches and nothing Nothing happened. Nothing. I mean, at least Will Wade lost his job. job. That wasn't because of the NCAA. Um, The the guy at LSU, Will Wade, I mean, he was caught on, literally caught on wiretap saying he was buying players. Bill Self, buying players. Nothing happens. Wins a national championship this year. Jim Trestle loses his job and gets a half the team suspended. Not half the team. Tat five. That's not half the team. A little exaggeration there. For selling their own stuff and getting free tattoos. Unbelievable. Anyway. I know Ohio State's trying to get those wins restored, too. We'll see if they can do that. I don't know if you can, you know, because it was against you the rules. my take the on that. Even though it was the, so the, stupid. The General I, Assembly in Ohio can't redraw the districts. It's been a year trying to re – every 10 years when the census comes out, you have to redraw your congressional districts and all the House races, and they can't agree on that. They can't do that, but they can push to have the NCAA 12 years ago restore wins to Ohio State, which – what does that really mean? And what does that really do for the people of Ohio? It doesn't do a thing. And sports gambling, Dave, it was enacted 18 months ago, and they still are telling us it will not be ready for college football. Right. These people, you know, these are the people we need to vote out of office and get the people into office who will say, oh, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, well, not Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Indiana, and West Virginia all have it. Michigan may have Michigan. it now. And so why don't, why aren't you just, Looking at what those three or four states are doing, take the best parts of each plan with DraftKings and whoever and get a plan in place and enact it so that the state can get the money it needs. I, I, and we can enjoy uh, a bet on the Bengals Browns game or something, you know, just, there you just, go. Saying, just saying. Frankly, I could talk about legalized sports gambling and I could do Jimbo Fisher impersonations for the rest of the show. I, I, it I like, should be open in five I, minutes. It should I not like, take them two full years to do this, Dave. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, I, I talked about a lot on my show that I do for the fan here in town. Like we would have a segment every show talking about when are they finally going to have legalized sports gambling? And again, finally, the bill got passed. As you said, it's coming, but it's coming at the earliest in late fall. So we might have it for some of football season. The latest it'll be is January 1st of 2023. So hopefully it's before then. All right, let's get into this. As I said, we can make Jimbo impersonations for the whole whole show, and I I think everybody would be fine with that. But let's move on, stick with the script. All right. While you were gone, my friend, Brian Day got paid. No surprise there. Um, Got an extension. Brian Day's now going to be making $9.5 million a year, the same as Mel Tucker. It was basically like Mel Tucker's the highest-paid coach in the Big Ten uh, I bet Ryan Day's agent was like, we've got to make sure our guys getting at least that much if Mel Tucker's getting $9.5 And Mel Tucker's doing a good job. And Michigan State had to pay him that to keep him. James Franklin getting $8.5 million. But just your, just your thoughts on Ryan Day um, getting that two-year extension through the 2028 season and getting that bump in pay, almost $2 million more per year up to $9.5 million. Yeah, I think it shows that we're back in business on Blue Star here, you know, to borrow the phrase from Wall Street that, you know, we went through the one year hiccup where they lost 50, 60 million dollars because of COVID. And now the money is flowing again and they're having no problem spending on two million dollars for a defensive coordinator. Ohio State has put all the chips in the center of the table. Ryan Day has put all the chips in the center of the table. They have pushed all in. 
you know, for starters, this is their year. They need to play for the national championship this year with this quarterback, C.J. Stroud. And this coach, uh, Ryan Day, just remarkable what he's done in three short years. The recruiting inroads, uh, the one strategy that was failing them was not taking uh, blue chip defensive players. Well, in the last three cycles, they've now taken five national top 50 players on defense and getting that side of the ball reworked again with the two linebackers this year, plus Styles, plus uh, Sawyer and Tui Malau last year. So you've got five difference makers, need to get some help in the secondary, but they've got some pretty good players. My, my point is, if you give him blue chip players on defense to where the defense gets back to where they're only giving up 15, 16, 17 points a game on average, they're going to blow everybody out because they're going to score 42 points most weeks. So uh, to me, uh, this is money well spent. This is a guy worth investing in for the next decade. And let's let the chips fall where they may, whether he wins one, two, three national. I would put the over under on national championships at Ohio State in the next 10 years, particularly now that they've added another quarterback, Rayola, who's got to go take them all the way up through 2027. Um, I would put the over under on national championships next 10 years. If he's the coach at 2.5, I think they've got a chance. So this is money well spent. And this is, these are the golden days of Ohio state football. I mean, all apologies to Woody Hayes, but, uh, when you are in the playoff three out of every four years, as it looks like they're going to be going forward, uh, you know, uh, to me, particularly if they up it to eight teams or 12 or whatever, they're going to be in almost every year. But uh, to me, that's money well spent. And uh, I just see the rich continuing to get richer. And, and what's crazy is he's not even doing it with Ohio kids. He's, he's going all over the country and getting the best players in the country to come to Ohio State. He's getting his share of Ohio kids, no doubt. But mm-hmm. – uh, the back line of this team is no longer – there's no longer 11 of the 22 starters are from Ohio. It's, you know, a mix. Yeah. C.J. Stroud from California. They're recruiting – they're, you know, still recruiting Texas great. Florida. I mean, look at this 2023 20, class we're putting together. Half the class is Ohio and Florida. You know? I mean, half the class is Ohio, half the class is Florida, basically, and they have one kid from Tennessee. So everybody else is from Ohio and Florida. They're crushing it. Uh, and they're going to be landing some kids from Texas and uh, California, I would imagine, going forward. All right, let's get into this, too. So nobody complained when Ryan Day got – when the news broke last week that Ryan Day got his extension and got his uh, pay raise. In fact, the comments were like, heck, yeah, way to go, Gene Smith. Way to take care of our guy. The Chris Holtman extension and raise was a little more polarizing. Holt, Holt's going from uh, $3 million a year to $3.5 million. Um, got a three-year extension. He originally signed an eight-year deal, so if he um, – goes out through the rest of this deal. That's at least 11 years that he'll be at Ohio State. What are your thoughts on Holt getting the extension and the raise? I see both sides. Uh, First of all, he runs a clean program. Secondly, he wins just enough. Uh, 20 wins every year into the NCAA tournament every year that they've had a tournament when he's been the coach at Ohio State. He hasn't missed one yet. And uh, he's recruited pretty well. He's got a top five class uh, coming in to campus this summer with Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale and Bryce Sensabaugh as the headliners. And I think those three guys, uh, they went out into the transfer portal this year and didn't just get Jimmy Sotos or stopgap guys, Andrew Dockich. What they went out and got was a guy who averaged 20 points a game at Wright State, Tanner Holden, a guy who I think could probably average 12 or 13 in the Big Ten in Tanner Holden. They got uh, Sean McNeil, a shooter, 
and uh, Isaac Likely from uh, Oklahoma State, three impact transfers, which they had to have. When you lose Liddell, which you figured you were going to lose him, but you know nobody in their right mind believed Malachi Branham was going to go to the NBA after one year, particularly when at Christmas he's averaging six points a game. Right. I mean, he, he went crazy after that. It. He averaged like 18 points a game after that and, you know, put himself now they're talking borderline lottery after this showing at the NBA Combine. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I think you got to give him credit. Um, recruiting has been good. Uh, player development's been okay. Retention has been a little iffy. Have they made some misses in recruiting? I mean, here's Tanner Holden, Dave. He played on All-Ohio in 2018 in the spring alongside Alonzo Gaffney. That staff with Ryan Peden and whoever the other assistants and Holtman said, we want Alonzo Gaffney. Well, fast forward four years. Who would you rather have, Alonzo Gaffney or Tanner freaking Holden? I'd rather have Tanner Holden. Alonzo Gaffney flamed out after one year, and he's at Arizona State plucking splinters out of his butt. So, you know, uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty on these things. I fully understand where people are coming from. They want an extraordinary season every now and then, and that has not happened yet under uh, Chris Holtman. They've had some extraordinary wins. They beat Michigan State when they were number one. They beat Duke this past year when they were number one, and uh, they've had some huge difference-making wins. They've gone on the road and whomped up on Illinois and Wisconsin and some of these Iowa. They've Purdue, won that first year can base d yeah, Portland's first year that was fantastic. Yeah, that was they, the one year where he really exceeded expectations. Oral and Roberts, they were hot going into the tournament in 2020, and then that got ripped away from them. Yeah, I, mean, I know Dayton, was, Dayton was the best team in the country that year, but uh, Ohio State was getting on a roll, and we don't know how they would have done in 2020. Would have been a fun tournament. They would have gone in as a four seed, probably somewhere in that range. Uh, obviously, they get in as a two seed last year and lose to Oral Roberts, and that is what has got most of our vocal minority who's anti-Holtman, and I'll just put it right out there, there are anti-Holtman people on our message board, and I fully understand why. Oral Roberts was a total embarrassing disaster and uh, probably the worst game he's ever had as a head coach, I would say. Terrible defensive game plan and, uh, you know, just some of the decisions that were made in that game. Uh, just, you know, a two loses to a 15 uh, that's not supposed to happen, obviously, and it hasn't happened, but, you know, just a handful of times. And that's – that's he has to own that. That's that's part of his pedigree at Ohio State. Better days are ahead. Uh, he's now got the backing from the university to recruit with impunity. He can go anywhere in the country and go get a kid, and, and the kid will, say, kid will know he's going to be his head coach. And uh, he's got stability in the program. Needs to continue to surround himself with quality assistance. Jury's out on that after losing Peden uh, this past year. We'll see uh, how he did. But uh, I am cautiously optimistic. This this team, I did a story <coughs> that's on there with the personnel. And I believe if Suing's healthy and the freshmen are as advertised and the three uh, transfers play anywhere close to how they've played previously in their college careers, this is a team that could be a top 15 team this year and contend in the big 10 and maybe finally make that elusive sweet 16 first time since 2013. So I think it's there. A lot of ifs, a lot of ifs, Dave, but I think the potential is there. If all the pieces come together and suing's healthy, that's a big one. 
Very well said. All right, last thing. We'll get you out of here on this. Um, so, as you mentioned, I mean, they are recruiting great for 2022. They already, you know, Holt signed a really great five-man class. It's not Thad Five level, you know, where it's just elite. They're not bringing in Greg Conley or uh, Greg Oden and Mike Conley, but I really love this class. Um, top five class in the country. Love this 2022 class. Um, also off to a good start in 2023. Tell me about George Washington the third, who's going to be a Buckeye. Um, what's the latest with him? Yeah, I posted some video I shot in April. I went out on the road to three tournaments, shot all kinds of all Ohio games, which were Devin Royal, Dalen Swain, two of the key guys, plus Austin Parks, who's on another team called Ohio Buckets. I shot some of his games as well. So what videos of those three guys, and I posted the one of Washington uh, on Sunday, and you can get a feel for him. His game is very similar to Dwayne Washington Jr., who was with the Buckeyes a year or two ago, very athletic, 6-2 combo guard is comfortable bringing the ball up the court, but can also play off the ball and come get it and uh, catch and take and make threes. He has great shooting range. Uh, he can get the ball to the basket. He can finish in traffic. He can go up and punch one if he needs to. He has got a lot to his game. The one difference from Dwayne, as I said to somebody, his first two years, Dwayne was like a high wire act. And it was like, I'm going to go for degree of difficulty on this play. Right. I might bring it off, but I'll probably turn it over or shoot it off the side of the backboard and it'll go out of bounds. <laughs> but I'm going to try it anyway. Here, here goes. The difference is uh, this Washington, George Washington III, has the same athletic ability and attempts the same plays, but he only seems to do it when he knows he can bring it off. And I've watched him in AAU, which is usually not great, uh, for playing under control, he plays with great body control, uh, great control of the basketball, doesn't turn it over a lot, makes good decisions, gets the ball to other people. So that's the one departure, I think, as a young player. And, of course, his dad is an assistant coach at the University of Dayton now in the women's program there. So he's the son of a coach. He's been taught his entire life how to play basketball. And I think that's – he is going to be a great complement in a year when he gets there with – Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale, the two freshmen who are going in this year, the three of them between those two positions, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys. Uh, I would say dominate the Big Ten, but they are going to more than hold their own in the Big Ten. Great stuff. Really appreciate it. Thanks to all the listeners as well. Appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. foot outside of the motel you will be shot don't miss the new showtime limited series based on the international bestseller for the last four years i've been a prisoner why are they keeping you here starring emmy award winner ewan mcgregor this is the brave new world that you dreamt of be very careful you are still a prisoner here everything in this new world comes at cost this is still my country a gentleman in moscow now streaming on paramount plus only with the paramount plus with showtime plan